up, everybody? Welcome to episode 41 that Parks Presents, Stick to Hockey Live, and a lot to discuss today. Anthony Sanfilippo from CrossingBroad.com going to join us in just a couple of minutes. we got a lot to get into. Fire's actually coming off back-to-back wins. Let me tell you first, though, before we get to Ant and before we get to a lot of the very pertinent conversation, let me tell you about some pertinent details about this podcast. Number one, it's presented by Bet Parks, and you got to check out the new Bet Parks app. It's fantastic. It's the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. The new one is now live. It's been live for a little while now, so you got to get it if you don't have it. You're looking for this, that little X right there. That's the app. Take it from me. The new Bet Parks app is fantastic. It's everything you want in a mobile casino and sports book. And again, it's like right here in your palm of your hands, right? You know, boom, in your pocket. So if you're on the move, you can get your action in. It's easy to sign up. It's easy to navigate. It's easy to get your plays in. If you're on the road, pull over. Just go, boom. Oh, game starting. I got to get get a play in on this. Boom. Pull over to the side of the road. Couple quick minutes. Boom. Put your play in. You're good to go. Again, easy to sign up, easy to use, fun to use, and faster to win than ever before. And right now, here's the deal. It's the deal of the century. All Bet Parks users, new and existing users, can use promo code JASON750, JASON750, and you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $750. I haven't seen anybody else match that. The highest I've seen is $500 risk-free bet. This is $750 risk-free bet. Again, for new and existing users, terms and conditions do apply. So make sure you use that promo code JASON750 and get your risk-free bet up to $750. Again, grab the app, easy to use, easy to sign up, and super simple to navigate over-unders, player performances, goals, first to score, exact score, over-unders on points in hockey and basketball. You name it, it's all there. Futures, same game parlays, live in-game betting, all available on the brand new, all new Bet Parks Sportsbook Casino, mobile casino, and sports betting app. So check it out. Download the new app now, Bet Parks app today. And you do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. All right, let's get to the business because he joins us right now. He's joined us before. We love having him from crossingbroad.com. It is Anthony Sanfilippo on the Stick to Hockey Live, presented by Bet Parks. What's up, Ant? I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, downloading the Bet Parks app so I can get that $750 risk-free bet. Dude, that's like – it's Jason insane. 750 that's, man. That's a big one. Yeah. Now, are you going to bet that the Flyers come in number one in the NHL draft lottery? <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't go that far. Yeah. Um, Here you go. Yeah, they have so they're one, two, or three. I think is is really the most yeah you know the light most likely scenario. Um, I, I don't think that they're gonna. I think that Sunday's game was like the last game that really mattered. Yeah, you and I talked about that last. Yeah, night. I, th- I think it was the last game that really mattered. I think that you're gonna start seeing these last three games are just gonna just kind of be whatever. You know, yeah. guys are going to go, I mean, sure, the young kids are going to go out and they're still going to try and impress, but um, you might see a veteran or two step out of the lineup at this point, you know, with whatever nagging thing has been bothering them. You know, I mean, I, we keep talking about Farabee playing hurt. Is it worth him playing these last few games now that, you know, you're playing Chicago and Winnipeg and Ottawa? Like, those games don't matter. You know, like, is it worth it? You know, to have him play those games. I don't know. Is he, unless he's got some kind of incentive thing he's trying to do. Um, 
but yeah, I thought Sunday was was kind of like their that was their playoff last game um, to get up for. Yeah, it was their playoff, and they played it that way, and they played it well. Now a very nice game against Pittsburgh, um, and, and that's and that was pretty much it. So yeah, I think that they're going to finish one, two, or three, and it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens there because uh, it's it's a weird draft. Jay. I mean, there's, yeah. there's talent there. It's not like there's not talent. I mean, I know everybody says it's a down year, but that doesn't mean that there's not 10 guys that are still going to, you know, be something in this league. Yeah. Um, and the flyers are going to get one of them um, or at least have a shot to get one of them. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do because here's something that we briefly talked about on Sunday. And I, I didn't even know if you, this is where you wanted to go with this, but I, I'll just throw it out there. Um, let's say they get the number one pick, right? And everybody assumes it's Shane Wright. I mean, like he's like the the, the guy consensus. that everybody thinks is in, yeah consensus number one. Um, but there's also consensus that he's not the kind of player who's going to go and step right into the NHL at 18, even if he is the number one overall pick. That it's that kind of year. Is it a situation where if you're the Flyers, you you say we'll trade down and maybe pick up another first rounder? in 23 is there a team that likes Shane Wright enough you know that maybe they would do that because Wright kind of fits a very similar role to what you already have in Sean Couturier yeah is it is it a situation where you look at that and say we weren't able to get that 23 first rounder in the Giroux deal maybe we could get it this way yeah and then you give yourselves two maybe two cracks at the lottery next year right when Connor Bedard is there who is, I mean, the numbers he put up at this year, I mean, he, he outdid McDavid, McDavid at the same age. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's, I mean, he is certainly, when you, when you look at it, like as the, the, you know, they always say there's those generational talents, right? Yeah. Um, and, and he is certainly one that, that should be a can't miss. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Like, you know, who these guys are, like when they come in, I mean, we talked about McDavid, you know, you, you kind of knew who, who the they were going to be, right? Yeah. But man, this Bedard is is on another level. Just yeah. another. I think he had a hundred points, right? In and 16. more than fifty goals when McDavid at the same age in the same league only had thirty one goals. Yeah, yeah. Same I mean, age. so we're, I mean, just so you're, that, that's what you're talking about. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Um, and there, there are some other players too, um, yeah. that are going to be of like really really good players in that draft. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, and it's, there's a lot of, you know, it's just, the, the interesting thing is going to be what happens with the Russian players. Yeah. Because right now they're, they're what's just, I guess they're kind of considered suspended for that temporarily. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they're not being, no, they're not being ranked. Nobody's ranking them. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, we don't know if they're going to, where they're going to be, if they're going to be allowed to come over, that kind of thing. So there's like a lot of people who aren't even talking about, prospects from russia but i mean there are some russian players players who are going to be top 10 picks in 23 that could be just as good yeah um you know so anyway it's fascinating because you know existing players that have have almost grandfathered in work visas will still be able to play but will new russian players or belarusian players be able to apply for a work visa and get one. Right. That's what we don't know. And if you don't, if you haven't had one, 
to come over and play, then you're probably not going to get one for the foreseeable future and how that impacts the draft is going to, I mean, you can end up getting, because teams aren't going to touch Russian players. You might be able to get high first round talent in the second round, but you're going to have to wait for it. Yeah. I mean, like, like the, and the reason I keep bringing this up is, you know, th- there's a lot of belief that the kid, uh, Mitch Koff, I think is Matt Vay Mitch Koff, mm-hmm. could be as good as Connor Bedard. Wow. So this is kind of like Crosby and Ovechkin. Yeah, it could, the, he could be the, that good. But in the same draft. Right, right, exactly. Um, but the question is, where? How do you, can he come over? Yeah, then you don't Because know. of what's going on in the world right now, we don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... We don't know how this resolves. At, right. At not even close to figuring out how it right. resolves. But, so, but I mean, if, if... But let's just assume... Let's Let's look at things positively for a minute. Let's assume that Russian players will be available to be drafted, and you know you're pretty confident that you can get them to come over. If he's that good, and it's like one or the other, and they're both that talented, and you now can pick up an extra first rounder and have two shots at the lottery, not only do you not only do you not necessarily have to win it, you just have to come in first or second. Yeah. Now your now your your odds have improved even that much more. To get a generational, to or get a generational superstar, talent. right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like to me, it's almost, and I, I have this is, I'm just speculating. I, I don't have any inside information that this is what the Flyers would do if they got the top pick and trade down, like none of that. But wouldn't it behoove them to think that way in an effort to try and get the top end talent that they really, really, do, you know, are craving for just a year down the road, yeah, especially when. If you draft one of those players, if you draft it, Connor Bedard, your hockey team matters on the front page for 14 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, no that's the impact of a, a generational talent. We saw it with Lindros. Flyers haven't had the number one overall pick. So if they ended up winning the lottery this year with the number one overall pick, I think it'd be a really divisive conversation <laughs> amongst fans. You know, are you going to win it two years in a row? But you have two shots in the 23 draft, you know. But the, 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 the thing scenarios. to me is, is it's it's almost worth it if you're going to move down. Like if, how far? I mean, you're not moving down from one to thirty, right? I mean, you're no. if you're if, if you're, you're seven back, or nine, yeah, you're trading back, yeah, yeah, eight, nine, ten spots, right? Yep. So you're still going to get a you're still going to get a good prospect this year. Yep. And now you've just increased your chances of landing one of the one of the stars next year. Well, it's not something that Chuck Fletcher's far into because he did it when he drafted Cam York. Yeah. He moved back twice. Well, they passed on Cole Caulfield. They moved back. Then they passed on him in 13 Yeah, and drafted York. And then Caulfield went with the next pick to Montreal. Right. So he has moved back in the first round before. And let's, and in all honesty, that was not a year where they were, you know, it, it wasn't a slam dunk that you were going to get a great player at 13, but they liked York a lot and they kept moving back to get him, and they got a little draft equity in the process, you know, Oh man, how that plays out is going to be so interesting to me. Well, and one of the things, one of the things, and it is interesting to me too, but so many people, I think, lose sight of this, Jay. It's not York versus Caulfield. No. Because the, the Chuck and, and Brent Flair, they, they, they had a feeling based off of conversations around the league that Bobby Brink was going to be there at their second round pick. Mm-hmm. And that they liked Brink almost as much as they liked Caulfield in a lot of ways. And they kind of felt like, you know what? This kid's going to slip because he doesn't skate well. 
right? And 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 you know, and that's always a thing when you know when when whenever you have a talented player who can't skate, they plummet down the draft, and then you figure if we can get that stride right, if we can figure that out, then all of a sudden we got a star player. Yeah. Um, and if they get that right, and then so they they look at it and say, well, if Brink becomes what we think he can become. We get two for one in essence. Yeah. We get a defenseman and we get a forward who compares. I mean, yeah, Caulfield's yeah. more of a scorer, brings more of a of a playmaker, but Play nevertheless, maker. you're still looking at that. It's it's the same kind of talent, right? And I think that that's why they did what they did. And I think that, you know, if it, so, you got when you when you want to look back at it five, six, seven years from now, take that and take that into consideration. Yeah, and the say, two of them. Yeah, the two of them combined versus just drafting Caulfield because that's no, not, what it was. I mean, look, a streaky scoring winger is not as valuable as as a puck moving defenseman in today's game. Correct, it's just not. And you know, Brink is a guy that if he's not scoring, he's still setting up plays. So yeah. it doesn't ride the hot and cold meter like like a guy like Caulfield does. Now Caulfield has scored buckets of goals everywhere he's been, and I get that. You know, we've we've wanted that player here for a long time. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, look, I it's just the fact of the matter. I value D more than I value wingers. Yeah. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> it's goal line out, man. Right? Yeah, exactly. You go goal line, then D, then centers, and then wings. Wings yeah. are at least important. I mean, that's, I hate You can say. find wingers. Yeah. I you mean, know? A lot of them are dime a dozen, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, look at all the right wingers the Flyers have right now. Yeah, they're loaded on right wing. That's why they can move a Konechny in the offseason. Do they do they use this glut of, you know, they don't have top-line wingers, but they have middle six wingers, line two, line three wingers. Yeah. Do they use that maybe in some sort of hockey trade this summer? Well, yeah. well first, let's before we get to that, we got to talk about what we think philosophically is going to happen this summer. We'll get our first indication in. I brought this up on Flyers Daily. That after the 18-19 season, the last time they played 82 games, which is crazy to think about, yeah, they hired Elaine Vigneault one week, one calendar week after the season. So by this point in 2018, AV or not 2019, AV was hired because the season ended a little earlier. Uh, uh, do you anticipate that we get a hiring that quick, or maybe not a week, but within? you know, 15 to 20 days after the season ends, which is the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, so it depends. So I think it depends a little bit, Jay. Um, I, I'm pretty certain that the flyers have targets that they, you know, here's our prime choice or our first choice, second choice, third choice. Okay. Um, I have a feeling that a couple of those guys, at least a couple of those guys um, are currently employed by other teams. So, so either as an assistant or a head. Yeah, eleven right. of the thirty-two coaches are on expiring deals. Yes, so uh, to me, it could be where is, is that team in the playoffs, and how long how long are they in the playoffs? Because obviously, you can't do anything while that's going on. Yeah. So I think that that will be telling for the fans. If the Flyers don't hire a coach right away, and they're waiting, then you can start looking at who's in the playoffs. Yeah, who's employed? Who's employed? Yeah, right now by a playoff team currently, and yeah. and that's that will be more of an indicator than who's. And so that will also tell you that guys that are on the, you know, who have, or who are not working right now, who are big names, 
if they haven't brought in one of those big names right away. Yeah, Paul Maurice, Claude Julie, and John Tortorella. Right. Like then then that tells you that they're probably not going that route. They're probably mm-hmm. going to go with somebody who's on a uh, you know on a uh, on a roster or not a roster on a team right now as a coach. But then we'll hear about also we'll hear about permission because their contracts don't end until June thirtieth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might speak you, to you might see you might see they they might start doing some of that just to kind of get names out there. You yeah, know, that they're working it, they're trying right away, right? And you they're know? agents. Yeah, yeah, and of course, and if they're you know it's the I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I mean, the agents mm-hmm. will say, hey, I know, we know you're not going to hire them, but can you say that? You know, can you bring them in for an interview, and that way we get the kind of oh, the Flyers are interested. Oh, maybe we should be interested too. Kind of exactly. Thing. You know that that kind of stuff. The does. Yeah, that stuff does go on as well. Um, but I think that the longer it goes, the the more it will tell you about where they are looking. Yeah, and then that that may tell us where they're looking, but what it doesn't tell us is who that coach is and what that coach is about. So, like, Coach X could be, hey, slow rebuild, you know, develop younger talent type coach. Coach Y could be hard-ass, come in, try and push a team over the top. And that'll be our real indicator. That's their first tea leaf to read to this offseason. Well, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an early, even earlier tea leaf. Okay, like this. I have a feeling that at the end-of-season press conference, that we're going to get a, 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 an explanation, a further, more detailed explanation as to what an aggressive retool is. Their definition. Their definition of it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think we are going to get that definition at the end-of-season presser. Um, because so you it's never been... have a feeling without knowing information. <laughs> You're like Fridge. Fridge goes, well, I was just thinking about, and I go, yeah, bullshit. You're not just thinking about it. You got information that yeah, made well, you think this. Well, You're the so, same way. I know yeah. you. <laughs> I, I may. I may. Um, no, but the, the reason is is because I think that it was such a divisive comment yeah. when it was said initially. And then there was so much. You, know, we, you and I went through it on social media with the fans and trying to explain what the difference is between actually rebuilding a hockey team and, and retooling a hockey team and why it's so hard to rebuild if you don't have that young generational talent to build around. Yeah. It, it takes a lot longer to do it, right? So, yeah. so you can't really go that route per se. Um, but I think that it would be best instead of, you know, talking heads like us coming out and saying this this stuff that we hear directly from chuck um as to what this is going to entail and if if you get that explanation you might hear you might hear him say something like like this well our our definition of an aggressive retool is to try and get as good as quickly as possible and we think by looking at what we have currently on the roster and and some things that we can do here in the offseason, both in free agency and in trades, we think that we can get this team back to being a Stanley Cup contender within two years. Yeah. Now, that doesn't say we're this a contender year. next year. Yeah. It doesn't say we're a playoff team next year. Those things would be bonuses. Yep. Right? But I think that when he, if he says something along those lines, that gives you a real idea of – they're still not there. They know that if they can't do all that they need to do in one off season. Yeah. There's just too much, too many things and too many really important question marks. Like 
Ryan Ellis, which we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, yeah, there, to me, that's the, the thing. I go into next year. Now, do you think that the way some of these young players have played? Because frankly, Ant, you're not supposed to come out of the NCAA and come into the NHL and notch 10 points in your first 13 games. You're not supposed to come out of the NCAA like Bobby Brink and just be putting up points like he is. I get it that there's not a lot of pressure on them and they're not playing so, quote-unquote, meaningful games, but you're still not supposed to do what these players are doing. Yeah. Not that they're going to be top-line players in the league and point-per-game guys or anything like that, but does the fact that some of these young players cutting their teeth and and having some – playing some really good hockey – change maybe their timeline a little bit i think it has to a little bit yeah i think it has to a little bit i mean i you know i was under the impression that sure we would see bobby brink come in and play these games and we'd see the flashes of of his game that everybody's you know excited about and everything but i still kind of was under you know i talked to a couple scouts who said he probably could use 50 games in the ahl you know being rethought (laughs) Yeah, and I'm and right, and that's what I'm saying. Like so, so he's actually going out and saying, "Yeah, well, maybe I don't." Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. If a player, if a player shows you, if a player tells you, by the way he plays and the way he carries himself and the way he conducts everything, that he is is going to take a job, that he's going to take a job. Yeah. The player will always let you know when they're ready. So, like, I look at the, I look at this group that's come in, um, and I like I like them all. In all I honesty, do too. I, I do. I, and I I've not never just, liked a group of young players all yeah. in total like this. Yeah, I'm not. Ju- I'm not just saying that because it's like you know, I'm trying. I'm hoping for the best. I mean, I, Bobby Brink. We see what he is. We see Noah Cates is going to be a solid, solid player on this team. Probably he's third line, pro. but yeah. but he's a pro. He's a pro. And I like Ronnie Adderd. I think Adderd is a guy. He's he's probably the one that's going to need to go back down um, yeah, and develop D too and develop more because he's a defenseman. But that doesn't mean I don't like what I'm seeing, you know, in, yeah. in, bit, in bits and pieces of it. So you see um, real NHL traits to his game. Yeah. And once he kind of adjusts to the pro game and, and the way that he gets attacked defensively and not kind of over pursuing or getting caught outside a little bit and those yeah. things. But you see the shot like you saw the shot against Toronto Ant. Yeah, like well, there's he, not many guys that can make that shot when the goaltender shaded to the short side like Campbell. Campbell went. Did that go in? Like, yeah. How did he beat me from there? Well, here's the here's the beautiful thing. The one beautiful thing about um, NCAA players, and we hear this all the time, and it's and it's it makes so so much sense, and it's the truth, is they're just more developed physically, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're and they're playing against guys who are more developed physically. They're playing men against men at 22, 23 years old. Yeah, it's as very opposed- rare for an eighteen or nineteen year old freshman to be right. playing in collegiate. Right. And and rather than where you you watch these kids in junior hockey that you get all excited about and you, then you realize, oh, they're playing against 16 year olds. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's like, OK, they need those guys, no matter how good they are, with obvious, you know, rare exceptions, um, they need more time to develop. Whereas the NCAA guys, they may not have this the skill set that those junior hockey guys have. But by the time but they, when you think about it, they're five years ahead. Yeah. maturity maturity wise so that maybe that they don't need as much time in in the american hockey league they just need to get kind of figure out the pro game and if you have a certain skill set that translates to the nhl you can be successful and be successful quick you don't have to be a superstar but you can still be a quality nhl caliber player 
and you're seeing more guys go the collegiate route. The collegiate game now is better than it's ever been. I mean, look at Owen Power, yeah. number one overall pick, right? Sure. Goes back to Michigan. And then the other part of it too, Amp, is teams, I, I think we're going to see more and more of this because you have more control for a longer period of time with a player that's yep. in college for him to develop. And then he comes in, you know, a lot of the guys go to college, they'll play a year or two in the BCHL or the NAHL, and then they'll go D1, mm-hmm. right? And then they have those years of development, and they play three years of college, and you're five years, four years removed from your draft year. Team still has control. And if you have opportunity like the Flyers have, it was a slam dunk these guys were going to sign here. Yeah. Everybody going, well, they're going to lose them because they stink. No, they're going to keep them because there's opportunity, and that's all these players want when they're right. coming in. Right. And that's why they signed all three. It was like, boom, boom, boom. They sign all three. I think we're going to see more players come in the NCAA route because of that. And there's not as much wear and tear on their bodies either because the collegiate schedule, 36 games, right, is nothing like playing in junior. Right. 100%. 100%. And I think that that's it. And I think that you're, I think it's a, a fair point, you know. And not only that, you know, you come the NCAA route, um, you know, there, there's different you, – you can pretty much decide – when you want to go pro yeah as the player and so from a player's perspective it gives you a little bit more freedom too like in junior you 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 pretty much when you decide you're going to play junior you're now getting paid even though you're getting paid a small stipend you're considered it's considered professional hockey you can no longer all you know have the alternative of going to ncaa route yep, you lose so your you, eligibility you lose your eligibility and you then you're you're in it you're in the thick at 16 years old and you may not be ready for this yeah. you may not be ready at that age you just may not. I mean, it's the kid, your kid, right? Yeah. I mean, and we're asking away the world from home at 16, yeah. 17 years old. I mean, yeah, it's, kidding tough. Me? it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, you got a you billet know? family and all that. That's great. But you still you don't have the support, the same support you would have. And then you go to college, you learn how to be a man. You learn how to be a grown up. You get education. Yeah. You learn, you know, you got to balance school and hockey. I, I think I, you're, I love you're living on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is you, huge. Yeah, you got to figure think about out how many, all those think things. About how many guys who come over and go to the NHL, and you know whether they're from Europe or whether they're they come in at nineteen or twenty, and they're like, "What do I do?" Yeah. Like, Carter didn't know he had to he had to pay his electric bill. He got his electric turned off. Carter yeah. Hart, yeah, because he never took care of any of that. Right, he didn't have to worry about. Billet family did that. Yeah, right. I mean, stupid things like that. And it's not like that he doesn't have the money. I mean, obviously he has the money. He just didn't know. Yeah, and he, and it's not like he's not a smart guy. Like he's a cerebral dude, yeah, <laughs> you know. But exactly. his, one day he goes home and his electric's off, and he's like, "What's going on? Got to yeah. pay the electric bill, Holmes." Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, so I mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, I, I, I'm I've always been a big fan of the NCAA route, um, and you know, the guys that come through that way, I, I have a lot more respect for them because they they understand that you know where their lot is um, in, in the game, and and I think that they 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 choose a. They choose an intelligent path there, and I and I like it a lot. So that's why I, I think that's why I root for these guys a little bit more. Even I do too uh, because of that. Yeah, and you know, you get a guy like Adder who comes out. I mean, he to me, and he just looks like a bit of a, a, one of those guys that's just everything he does. He's a good athlete. Like he pisses you off. Yeah. He like you play ping pong, and he's freaking great at it. Yeah, <laughs> you go out golfing, the dude shoots seventy four. You're like, well, you're a piece of shit. You play yeah. horseshoes, he kills you. Every he gets a leaner every time. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. you're like, you throw a you throw a ringer, he throws two on top of it. You're like, dude, are you serious? Like everything this guy does, probably athletically, he's great at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And that's the thing, and that's cool, man. And I like his attitude too. Like he's got, yeah. he's like, a, he's got like a fun, loving attitude. Like, and he plays hard, and yep. he, he plays. He's got a little bit of an edge in his game, but yep. but he's 
he's got a you know you talk to him afterwards and he's got like a you know he's a little bit more of a free spirit than you thought than you think yeah um and i like that about him you know i really i really do how about noah cates i i talked to him yesterday between the second and third period he only had one goal at the time but every time i've talked to this guy i've probably interviewed him three times face to face at this point in his 13 games and he can't wipe the smile off his face. This yeah. dude, you can tell he is having the time of his life, yeah. living out the dream and having success. And he's going to go into this offseason knowing what it takes to really succeed at the NHL level and having the confidence that he notched some points while here as well. I mean, what is that going to do for his offseason? I think it's immeasurable. Yeah, no, I think it's I think really, really. He was a guy that, and, and you got to give credit, this is a Hextall draft pick, right? This, yeah. is, not a, this is not a... Uh, Chuck draft pick, and this is he was a, a deeper pick, right? A fifth round, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a hell of a find. That's a, that's a that's a find down there. I mean, it's if you can find a player in the, in the fifth round who's going to become an NHL player, just be a player in general. That's yeah. a win. When you find like two hundred games. That's a win, right? If you but if you find one that's going to be productive, yeah, that's even that's that's a huge bonus, right? And, well, and I still so, found Limblom too. Yeah, fifth. fifth round was Limblom was a fifth rounder, and and now Noah Cates. So. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I just, I just, you see him, he's out there and you're like, there he is again in the right spot. Yeah. Like, and you just, it's, is it instinctive? Is it that he's, he just listens and he's a sponge and he does what he's asked to do. Um, it, it's probably a combination of, of both in all honesty. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, every time you see, you see him on the ice, it's like, yeah, he's doing something right. Guy, yeah. Guy's playing the game the right way. And that's something you love to see. Well, you, he was asked about it last night after the game against Pittsburgh about the details of his game, and he said the details for me, frankly, are everything. Yeah. And he plays a very detailed game from the the routes he takes to the puck to being where he is positioned on the right side of the puck and all the like. I'm blown away by his neutral zone play, which seems yeah. so stupid, right? But the the decisions he makes in the neutral zone, I I constantly go. He's just putting his team in a better position, whether they're defending eventually into their D zone or attacking on the offense. And I mean, the two deflected goals last night, I mean, those are not, those are Joe Pavelski type deflections mm-hmm. on high shots. Yeah. And he gets a good stick on both of them. Yeah. No, he's been, he's been obviously the most impressive of the three guys. And that's not to take anything away from the other two. Yeah. It's just that I mean, how can you not when you're come straight from college and score ten points in thirteen games? Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. just it's fascinating. And then the other young player that we're not talking about Tippett. is Owen Tippett. Yeah, and he can move, man. He can skate. Yeah, no, absolutely can. He absolutely I, can. I mean, you he's like not- that Frost Tippett uh, Gates line? For now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not certain. I'm still not certain where Morgan Frost kind of fits into the into the grand scheme. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 there's a there's a there's a possibility that um, I think that he's a guy that, that could get moved this summer as part of a hockey trade. Mm-hmm. So so for now, it's fine. But I do I do like Tippett and Kate's playing together. Yeah, um, Jay, 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 I need to I need to ask you a small small favor. Real, real small, like 10 seconds small. I just got a text message from my kid who locked himself out of my house. Okay. And he needs me to go open the door. Go open the door. As as stupid as he is. Okay. Don't worry. I'm going to talk to people about Bet Parks. Yeah. You talk, do another Bet Parks that thing. I'll be right back. 10 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I know what that is like. So Ant's going to go let his kid in. I'll tell you about Bet Parks. (laughs) 
My kid texts me every day, Dad, can you pick me up at school at 210? I'm like, dude, I'm doing a show. I can't pick you up. And I guarantee, oh, no, he didn't text me yet today, actually. So uh, let me tell you about Bet Parks while we have this little respite with Anthony. Uh, get the all new Bet Parks app. It's the great casino and sports book app. It is now live, and you got to take it from me. It's everything you're going to want in a mobile casino and sports book right in your pocket. Get ready for the hockey playoffs, which are going to be awesome. The first round is going to be just incredible, as it always is. And all Bet Parks users can get uh, a $750 risk free bet by Jason750. That's the promo code. Get that risk free bet up to $750. Terms and conditions apply. So download the new Bet Parks app today. Must be 21 and over and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. That was quick, man. I just went as fast as I could. And he heard me. The funny thing is, is he heard me say what I said to you. And he goes, Oh, I'm the stupid one. And he said this because, and I got—I'll give him credit. We were—we were at the airport, and um, both Maria and I had left our keys here, so we couldn't get back into the house <laughs> from the airport. And he's like, "Oh, and I'm the stupid one. Like, yeah. You guys went to the airport, came, but couldn't get home. And you know, I'm just texting you. I'm just texting you and saying, "Hey, I forgot it. I know you're in the house." I was like, all right, Andrew, you're right. You're right. You get you get you get a pass for this one. But you're the stupid one today. Yes. That, today, yeah, today he's the stupid one today. today. I'm usually the stupid one. Yeah. Is that fair? Is that a better is that a better assessment, Andrew? No, still not good. He's not happy. not good enough. He wants full, enough. full immunity. Full immunity. Yes. You know, the funny thing is, like I was just saying while you were gone, my son texts me every day. Dad, can you pick me up at 210? I'm like, dude, I'm doing a show. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. And then when I get done the show, I got stuff. I got shit I got to do to post the show and all that stuff. <laughs> it, but every day he texts me the same thing, please. I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, it's funny because you and I talked for years. You know, we both come from a sports radio background. Yeah. And now with this ability to live stream and podcast, we're finally able to talk hockey properly in this town because they don't do it properly on broadcast sports radio. Right. So we get to do it here, which yeah. is fantastic. That's great. I mean, I, and, it, and it blows me away in all honesty, Jay, that considering we have the opportunity to do it and we're doing it and doing it successfully, that they still haven't picked up on the fact that there's a market for this. There's an audience there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how, well, how have mean, they, how have they not noticed the air, though? Look what's on the air. Like I most know. of the guys can't talk about. I know. It. I know. I've worked with almost all of them. And yeah. they, I mean, I get text messages from guys that are on the air. I'm having so-and-so on. Can you give me some questions? I literally get those, Yeah, you know, yeah. text messages from guys that are on the radio yeah. on both stations. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm not going to say who they are, but I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah. But yep. it, it's great that. And look, that's the thing. Even though this team has had a shit season. This fan base, like, it's easy to go, ah, I'm apathetic, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. But the fact remains is I see a ton of action on Twitter about this team. People do care. Oh, they absolutely Can't care. Can't just turn it off. They absolutely care. This uh, Look, it, it has been a bad run, especially the last few seasons. Well, at least the last couple seasons. Maybe five out of six, right? Four or whatever you want to say. It's been a bad run for this team. There's no doubt. Yeah. But that doesn't erase 50 years prior. I mean, this yeah. is an iconic franchise in the National Hockey League. They have the you third highest people, winning percentage of any team since 1967. Yeah, I mean, if you go you go back, I mean, if you ask anyone else 
in another city, like where you put the Flyers as far as, you know, iconic status with hockey, they'll give you the original six and then the Flyers. Yeah. They're that, they're that, I mean, they're that close to being like, if there was only if there was only Philadelphia hockey in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they they would have been an original the original seven, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how that's how close they are. Um, so I mean, even today, you know, and you you see it with your numbers when you look at your podcast reports and we look at ours and yeah. you know, look at where we get people who are listening from. It's not just Philadelphia. Oh my God, it's global. It's 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 all over the place, all over the world that yeah. people are listening to us because that's the kind of brand this is for yeah. hockey fans. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they care, they care, and they may be showing their their anger by not showing up at these games. They may be showing their anger on on social media. They may be calling for people's heads and maybe going a little bit too far sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, is that they care. And as once this team starts to play better again. And once they start to show that they can be a, a good team again, those seats will be full. All the orange shirts will be worn, yep. and there will all the chants will be happening. It'll it'll be all like it used to be. Totally agree. You just got to give them the product, and and they will return. There's no doubt about it. Yep. And the other thing too is, you know, like you're right about the global thing. Like I, I was blown away. This is probably like four weeks ago. I get the emails about the charts and I see on the iTunes chart that the podcast is number one in the Ukraine. I'm like, there is a, their country is being decimated and this podcast, people are listening to it in the Ukraine. Like what is going on here? You know, it's It's nuts. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to me. And you see it, you see it too. It was snow the goal. You look at it, you go, Oh my God, like we're top four, top five in Ireland or in, you know, I, I get like Botswana. Yes, yeah, it's sometimes the craziest countries show up on that list. Yeah, and you're like, holy hell, people are listening to us there. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if it's people just traveling, if there's actually people who live there, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you're charting, that means that there's it's not just like two One or person. three people, right? Yeah. It's 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 more than that. So yeah, um, so it's great. I mean, it's and and that's what it, it, that's not us. I mean, it, it's no, us. That's in the, the fandom. That has nothing to do with us, right? It's not us. I mean, it's yeah. us that we're giving. We're, we've created the, the platform, and they're right. The, you have to talk about it, but it's the fan base, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and it's the and it's the franchise, and it's the organization, and that's what they. That's what always has to be understood, and I think that they're finally starting to see the light. I do too. So let's talk about that because, you know, uh, you guys were very critical. Let's know the goalie on you know, some of the decision-making from a business side, mm-hmm. but you are seeing a lot of movement in the other direction and some, some positive things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you look at, um, I mean, I, I take it back to, you know, Drew's 1000th game. I mean, that was a, such a well done. Yeah. I mean, that was a home run how they did that. And then had every, every little, it was a classy night, classy. It was very classy Philadelphia Flyers stuff. They, they made sure that there were people in the building for everything, for all the presentations. Um, they even went so far as to serve grilled cheese on the on the <laughs> on the Concord, like, like little things like that. I mean, you, we laugh at it. Right. But I mean, that's the Flyers touch. That's attention to detail. Right. That's the Flyers touch. Yep. That, that maybe kind of got lost a little bit there. Um, the Lou Nolan um, 
tribute thing was great you know how yeah. they how they went ahead with that and you know rec- they're recognizing lou for all his for all his time here um you know they listened to you know i wrote those stories where i had the transcriptions from the season ticket holder mm-hmm. um nights where they the q a and um the town hall and there were things in there that like fans asked for they asked for out of town updates on the scoreboard between periods they put it up there for them you know, like, I mean, yeah. listen like, to your customers, listen, what do your customers want? And you do it, you know, and now and we mentioned on the I mentioned on the last episode of Snow the Goalie and we had some fun with it. We laughed about it a little bit. But in reality, it's 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 a good thing. They've they're basically offering history lessons in house. Yeah. And, and basically that started with they had uh, they invited all their staff to go sit into the uh, in the Wells Fargo Center in the, you know, in the bowl and watch the old HBO documentary on the Broad Street Bullies. Um, and then they had like a Q&A afterwards. Um, and they're going to do this apparently, I've been told, they're going to do this with um, some other like seasons that they have, like the videos that were made from the 80s, yeah. um, some stuff from the 90s. So it, it's it's not necessarily to say that this is the mentality that the, that the organization is going back to, like, oh, we got to be Broad Street Bullies again. It's more that you have a lot of either young employees or employees who were not did not grow up here yeah. And you're indoctrinating them and yeah. giving them institutional knowledge about the team that they work for. So that way, when you're in conversation with a fan or with a client or with whoever, you can you can have that, even if it's a 30-second conversation, and speak, uh, you know, with authority on, with, on what you're talking about. Yep. And that's important. And, and that you really feel it is. in a way, too, right? Like, yeah. you feel like what it was like when those teams were winning or in the 87 season yeah, and the heartbreak that came in Game Seven after the elation of JJ Daniel right. in Game Six, like you now you can kind of, even though you didn't live it, you're you're kind of getting caught up. It's like the Cliff Notes version of fandom with right. the Flyers, right? And 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 to me, that's a good thing. I agree. Um, you know, and, you know, the people are going to say, "Oh, it's too little, too late. They're not going to win me back." Blah blah blah. But you know what? I, you could say that all you want. Yeah. If they if they start. No, no, but if you start doing, if they can, if they stick with this, and again, it's very imperative that they stick with it. Mm-hmm. This can't just be we're doing it for optics and then stop doing it again, right? But mm-hmm. if, if they stick with it and continue to do these things, you're going to notice it. You're going to appreciate it as a fan. And if the team slowly starts to get better, three years from now, we may not, we not, this may not even be a comp- topic of conversation. It might just be like, oh man, this is this is what Flyers hockey is supposed to be this is what it's supposed to, always supposed to be yeah and we just waited yeah you know, we've had to go through a, a period where it sucked but now it's it's back and it's all's good all's right with the world yeah and you hope that you know you end up with one of those those players that just like i mean since crosby was drafted in 05 penguins have just mattered a ton in pittsburgh yeah because they make the playoffs every year they've won cups they're a perennial content as long as he is upright on skates they're a contender right it's just the way it is because you never know what he can do in the playoffs. L- let me ask you about Crosby real quick, because we saw him last night. Of course, he scored again. He's got like 10% of his goals in his career against the Flyers. It's insane. Yeah. But where do you rank him all time? Because, look, I don't, I didn't remember, I don't remember seeing or a ton, at least not when I would really knew what I was looking at. Some people say I still don't know what I'm looking at, but <laughs> um, where do you rank Crosby? Because I have him slam dunk top five easy. Yeah, it's close. I might, I might have him just below that. So I, you, I, well, he's number he, one, Wayne. Yeah, I have to think about this now all, all time. I mean, we're, see, we got to go. I guess you got to go, Wayne. 
number one just because of just pure numbers, right? Absurdity. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just outrageous. It's just, yeah. just outrageous. Um, and again, like I, you know, I, I can only go, I guess, really from my lifetime. Yeah. Um, be, uh, because, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I did not see Bobby Orr play either, right? I mean, like, I, I at the, maybe the very end of his career, I might remember a couple games, but like, I don't, you know, so I got to go from like my first memories of hockey were um, the uh, the uh, seventy nine eighty when the Flyers lost the Islanders. That's my first real memories. Me too. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, so that's, so that, this is where, you know, the, so moving forward, so we're going, I'm 40 years worth of, of hockey. So yeah. I got to go Gretzky, um, Lemieux, uh, obviously. Um, yeah. I mm. You're looking at like a Lidstrom or. Well. Is there a D in there that you're going to put in that mix? Yeah, I think you have to put some defenseman in, right? You got to put goal, yeah. a goalie in there too, um, and, I, and that's why I'm sitting here debating between. <laughs> I always have this internal debate between Patty Wah and Marty Brodeur, and not Hashik. Uh, well, I, mean, I loved Hashik too. I mean, Hashik yeah. was great, but I think that those two guys were just just that next level, one more notch, one more notch ahead of them. Um, so I, I would I would probably put put one of those two there, um, and if you go defenseman, I'm you know my my lifetime probably Ray Bork mm-hmm. is probably the guy, and and you know and then then you start looking at and then there's the group that includes Crosby, and I think that it includes Crosby, and I think it includes Ovechkin too. Yeah, um, Crosby's slightly ahead; he's won three Stanley Cups. Ovechkin's only won one. Yeah, um, and Crosby's gone to four. Right. Um, lost in 08, one in 09, then the back to backs. Right. Um, but I also got to include in that group. I mean, how do you not include Yager? How do you not include, you know, Messier and 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 Iserman? Um Sackick. Yeah, like yeah. like like that group great is like, players, yeah. Yeah, that's the next group. And so like I, I really would have to think about it, like how I would rank them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean he's certainly top ten. There's no question he's top ten player of all time. I'm just not sure if I would have him top five or right on the cusp, maybe like six. Yeah, I put him um, in the top five, not only because of what he's accomplished in the NHL, but what he's done internationally. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. It's I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, you don't even think about that, but, you know, the golden goal was – and one of the great games of I've ever watched. Yeah. And right, when you think about that game was something else. Yeah. I mean, we were disappointed as Americans, but it was a hell of a game. Oh, it was in, absolutely bonkers. Uh, I was in a – I was in a – it was funny. It was because – um can't believe it was, it was 12 years ago. I was, in a, I was in a bar in, in, in Clearwater, Florida. It was my birthday. Uh, and I was down there filling in uh, for our Phillies writer because it was during the, during the Olympic break. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, our Phillies writer could use a break. He's been working every day. Why don't you go down for, you know, a week and help him out? I'm like, all right, no problem. And so it was my birthday. And they decided, to, like, oh, let's go out. And we're going to go out to a bar. And we're gonna... Well, the bar we go to was they had the game on the big screen there. And it was – Half full of Americans and half full of Canadians. Yeah, and it was really cool. All the to be, snowbirds. Yeah, it was awesome. And there was like, and they were they were chanting back and forth. I mean, in the in the bar, and so like you're caught up in it, in the moment of it, you know. And then when Parisi scores to tie the game, and it's like the the place on our half of the room went absolutely berserk, you know. And we got guys who are like beat writers, Phillies beat writers, 
and me, we're high fiving at the at the table. Like it was awesome. Like it was it was great. And then of course Crosby scores the the, the goal in, in overtime, and the other side of the room goes nuts. And we're like, oh man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was that kind of game. It was that kind of you know. It's the memory, you know. And, and Crosby's responsible for it. I mean, like I will I'll never yeah. forget where I was for that because of how cool it was. So. Oh, and. That team was just ridiculous. I mean, look at the play. I mean, look at Jeff Carter. He was on that team, right? Yeah. And still playing. We saw him last night. And, you know, Karts is, can still move. Yes. And actually, tall, I saw him, I think, for the first time last night take a slap shot. <laughs> he's always he's the actually, king of the wrist actually, shot and the snapshot. He's had a decent season for them this year. He has. And he signed you know? an extension. I mean, he he's going to outlast Richard's career by eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to think. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have, I mean, he's got what, 43 points? Mm -hmm. That's not bad for, you know, for a 37, 37 year old guy, right? Yeah. Th that can still move and he's got a ton of playoff experience. Yeah. Is a, and has turned himself into a pro's pro. Yeah. I mean, you'll take that all day. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm, That's unbelievable. It's, it's, um, it is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I shouldn't say that I would have expected him to last this long. I mean, I, I guess he would be the one that I expected last longer. I mean, Richards, the way he played the game, I always yeah, felt like body he, was never his body was up. never going to make it. But yeah. I, but I didn't think Carter would be this successful this long. Let's put it that yeah. way. He so. he may put himself in a Hall of Fame conversation at some point. When well, you look at his numbers, you know he's um, yeah he's eight, over eight hundred points. I mean, yeah, you know. 400 over 400 if he gets to 500 goals i mean that's gonna be the that's the that's the tough thing can he yeah. get another 83 goals i don't know yeah would, over three years three years maybe i mean he would have to get it he would have to be consistent right he'd have to be a 25 to 30 goal scorer over the next three years he's played 1168 games yeah i mean so i mean that that's the one thing i mean can he get to five if he can't get to 500 goals with with two stanley cups May, oh, who knows? Maybe you get in one more if you get if you get traded somewhere. Who knows? Um, then yeah, then I think that then I do think that's a it's a potential Hall of Fame career for sure. Twenty seasons in the yeah. NHL, five hundred goals and a couple of cups. I think so. I think that that would be a Hall of Fame kind of career. Yeah, I mean he's had some big years, no doubt about it. And yeah, yeah, unreal. Um, all right, Ant, let's wrap it up because we've taken up a lot of time. Sure. Uh, but I appreciate you joining as always. Uh, check out Ant's stuff on crossingbroad.com and the Snow the Goalie podcast. And we'll see you Friday down at the barn for one one last uh, one, spin around one the more, ice. One more time. One one <laughs> last time. Um, and Jay, next 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 time we do uh, we do this, if you want, um, or if you want to do it real quick here, it's up to you. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on the NHL awards because I have uh, I, I got a vote again this year. Uh, last year they took our vote away um temporarily just because they wanted to limit they it was like they wanted to limit the number of votes per conference yeah um the last couple of years because of uh covid they waited yeah they because they, they thought that you know you're not seeing the teams as much from the other conference and so they didn't want the the east to be too heavy so they pulled votes away from us but i you know, got my vote back this year and uh, i'm going to be able to, to put a vote in and i you know we were talking about this very briefly the other day um or last night yesterday at the game and you know, Hart Trophy, Nars Trophy, uh, Selkie. I mean, these are three big trophies that, that we get to vote on. Um, and I don't it. think that, I don't think any one of them's a slam dunk. Me neither. And, and that's I've that's never seen more guys incredible. deserving. Yeah. 
that's what's making it pretty incredible. So I'm I'll tell you kidding. what, let, let's let's do that. Maybe we'll do that for next week. Yeah, I'll make you join again on Monday. Sounds good. And we'll go through it because the, the regular season will be in full blown conclusion at that point. Right. And I'm going to look at some numbers, but I have a feeling who my finalists are for a couple of those categories. But I yeah. can do a little more digging. Yeah. And the heart one, and I'm going to have to resolve on an answer here. Good. That's a tough I want to give it to three guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough call, man. It is. It really is. So. There's been some great hockey played this year. It hasn't happened here, but there's been some great ass hockey this year. There has been. There has been. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh it's going to be good to kind of dive into it and really kind of and I'm the kind of person who I you know, I always used to put my votes out like publicly. I'm not I'm yeah. not one of those people who keeps a secret, right? Whatever. Uh but I will and I will explain why I voted the way I do. Um, so I like, I'm really looking forward to really diving into it and, and kind right, of, so we'll do that next Monday. We're going to get yeah. Bill Meltzer on next Monday then too. And you, cause you two need to debate Morgan Frost. Yeah, we can, we can debate. So, Morgan. So Frost. We'll do that. We'll do awards and Morgan Frost next Monday. Sounds good. Right here on stick. And thanks for doing this. You got it, bud. Anytime. There he is. Anthony Sam Filippo joining us on another edition of bet parks presents stick to hockey live. We'll do that next Monday. That'll be a lot of fun. Look at the NHL awards and bill and Ant can debate. Morgan Frost. I don't agree with Ann either. I think Frost has got more upside than than Anthony does. But uh, we'll debate that coming up next Monday. I'm more on Bill's side here. Uh, the all-new Bet Parks app. It's the great casino and sportsbook app. It is now live, and it is time for you to download it if you don't have it. If you do have it, awesome. Use promo code JASON750, and you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $750 for new and existing users to use as you wish, and terms and conditions apply. But again, download the app, use the promo code JASON750, and get that risk-free bet up to $750. It's so easy to sign up. It's so easy to use. It's fun to use, and it's faster and easier to navigate than ever before. You got to take it from me. It's everything you want in a mobile casino and sports book, and it's right in the palm of your hand. You got this last week of the hockey season and then right into the playoffs. You got NHL playoffs. That first round is going to be bonkers. You can bet over-unders, player performances, exact score, first to score, same-game parlays, live in-game betting. It's all going to be at your fingertips with the all-new Bet Parks app. So download it, get in on the NBA playoffs, baseball season, PGA, tennis, Formula One. It's all there for you. And again, like I said before, it's so easy to navigate. And I'll tell you one more time. Use the promo code JASON750 and get that risk-free bet up to $750 for new and existing users. Terms and conditions apply. Now, download the brand-new BetParks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of BetParks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. We'll be back Thursday with another brand-new show. Uh, Aji's coming up tomorrow with uh, myself and Harry Mays, but... Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and we appreciate it greatly. Final week of the NHL season for the Philadelphia Flyers. The 2021-22 season will end on Friday, but we'll be back Thursday. Everybody, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time on Beg Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. (laughs) 